0: The
1: one who knocks. Uh,
2: uh, oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning,
2: Vietnam. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Okay? You know my code. Hose before bros.
0: You can't handle the truth.
2: Who is your girlfriend? Woof.
0: Nobody calls me mad dog,
1: especially not some it up, egg-sucking gutter, trash Hello, and welcome to My First Time, where we debate, dispute, and discuss a much-loved classic of film or TV or something that one of us has never seen before. Will we see what the fuss is all about? Or just be left wondering, what the hell was that? My name is Dan and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello! And Aiden. Catchphrase. And this week we're putting our hands between two pillows with a John Candy Steve Martin classic planes, trains and automobiles. Part of our I think you will love this series where we're trying to, uh, to, to foster uh, a little bit of community spirit. Recommend <laughs> things to each other that we think we will enjoy as opposed to things that we think each other will have which has uh, been popular recently uh, so this was Eden this was your recommendation for Aiden Aiden this is a classic comedy it's mm. it seems like it would be in your wheelhouse how did you not watch this
0: it's not like I was trying to avoid it and I actually saw it on a lot of lists like I constantly look up lists of like greatest comedies of all time 50 best comedies of the 90s of the 80s like i work my way through different lists and stuff and tick them off and this one has been on a lot of them and i just haven't got around to it right and and, and just more and more years went by and i kind of went oh, i probably missed the plane train or automobile on that one
2: <laughs> when you were initially, thank you i mean yeah. here till thursday dan you were dry heaving a bit though. i'm just trying to move on uh for the good of everyone
1: When you were initially not uh, ticking it off those lists, was there a reason? Did you have this thought in your head like, oh, oh, I don't like Steve Martin or I don't like planes? or?
0: (laughs) I I like Steve Martin. I like planes. I like John Candy. Um, I just don't love any of them. It's just like, oh, yeah, they're good. I enjoy them. But when I'm sitting looking through a list and there's a Bill Murray one or there's a... I don't know Ben Stiller in the '90s, or you know, a, a Will Ferrell film I haven't seen, or something like that. Like I'd be looking towards those ones more.
1: Right, this is not really your era of film. This is this is a bit older than you might normally
0: skew. No, but I still do like a lot of films from this era, like your Blues Brothers yeah. and your your Ghostbusters and Groundhog Days, a little bit later, but all those sort of Bill Murray classics and things. Like I don't think it's too far. I just haven't seen it for some reason.
1: I think a while ago you surprised us with this uh, pop culture rule you have for yourself. You only watch things created in your lifetime. Yes. This must just scrape in, right? What year were you born? 86. okay. So this is 87. So this really just scrapes in. Yeah, so
0: it was an intention of mine to watch it. And when you suggested it, I was like, good. I don't have to watch something that I don't (laughs) want to. This this has been on my list. I do want to get to this. And I chose it because I thought you would like it. (laughs) And did I, am I meant to say now or later? What do you got planned here, Dan?
1: I think let's just hold it for a little bit. Hold Uh, for a suspense. (laughs) Let's just uh, have a slight delay at the airport uh, while we just uh, give the person like yourself who just decided to watch a Will Ferrell film instead when they could have watched uh, this John Hughes classic, Uh, a little bit of background about the film, its plot lines, etc, etc. Uses Plane trains and automobiles features the dynamic pairing of 1980s comedy titans John Candy and Steve Martin in an odd couple road trip movie. Martin plays uptight advertising executive Neil Page who is desperate to get from New York to Chicago in time for Thanksgiving. However, Neil's plans for some quality family time are quickly dashed as two different storms encompass his life, one being a blizzard in Chicago that prevents his plane from landing, and one being Del Griffith, a shower curtain ring salesman played by John Candy, who also appears to be heading home for the holidays. When their plane is diverted to Wichita, Neil and Dell form an unlikely partnership attempting to navigate dodgy motels, thieves, incompetent car rental agencies and Dell's own penchant for well-meaning incompetence as they battle towards Chicago no matter what the personal cost or toll Together they share beds, survive car fires, snowstorms and train breakdowns, forming a begrudging bond, at least in Nell's eyes, though lovable Lugdell is more than happy to have a friend, especially one with a credit card that works. Dell's habit of causing chaos uh, gives Steve Martin's Neil plenty of opportunities to showcase that rage and frustration that Martin would play as somewhat of a hallmark in lots of his uh, films in this phase, while John Candy gets a chance to tug on our heartstrings as the lovable loser with a heart of gold. Ultimately the two defy all the calamities that uh, befall them to arrive back in Chicago. They part ways at the Chicago train station, but as Neil reminisces on their adventures, he suddenly comes to the realisation Dell has not actually been trying to get to his home in Chicago. And he returns to the station to find Dell sitting glumly in silence, whereupon Dell explains that his wife died eight years ago and he has no home to return to. In the spirit of the holidays, Neil brings Dell home to his wife and kids, and the film closes out with a freeze fame of Dell's smiling face as he realizes that he has truly made a lifelong friend. The film was warmly received upon release and turned John Hughes from a sort of a teen comedy type director to someone worthy of a little bit more note and respect. Critics uh, though especially praised the performances and the chemistry of Martin and Candy who prevent their broadly drawn characters from becoming one-dimensional and embed the film with real heart. Roger Ebert even added the film to his Great Movies collection claiming the film to be perfectly cast and soundly constructed. But of course, all of that means zero, as we hand the critical voice to our first-timer Aiden. So what say you, Aiden? Is planes, trains and automobiles a triumphant trip through blessed America? Or is it as slow, stuffed and eminently avoidable as a bus ride to Salisbury in peak hour? <laughs> I liked it. I didn't love it,
0: but I did really like it. Oh, okay. okay,, and I think I might have loved it as much as the two of you if I had have watched it probably closer to release, and my only reason for thinking that is because I'd seen a lot of films like it since unfortunately that had not ripped it off but definitely gone with that style and that that format.
1: Are there any particular films that came to mind that sort of you were like, oh, I can see the correlations? Yeah, so
0: Tommy Boy was the really obvious one. Oh, yeah. So it it is literally... um, Chris Farley? Chris Farley and David Spade. Chris Farley plays the lovable... Larger than life loser uh, that can't get his life together, and David Spade. Uh, David Spade plays the uh, straight laced, and they have to go on a journey around America um, to different locations and things. They have to share a bed, they have to share a car. The car breaks down, all that sort of stuff. Like it was a very similar film, and unfortunately, I saw that one first.
1: Right. Mm.
0: Not to say that I didn't enjoy this, and and I
2: really did, but it, I just couldn't love it. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. I was also trying to think of uh, like other films that have come since Playing Trains, and Automobiles*, and like, uh, yeah, because like, it's such a classic trope. It's the odd couple, like you said, Dan. It's uh, you know the the messy one, the clean one. The like, what what other ones apart from that can we think of?
0: Well, would you like an
2: impromptu game? Oh, sure, <laughs> impromptu game, <laughs>
0: impromptu game. Insert game show music here. Do we have budget for that?
1: Okay, good. Hey. We've got game show music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were going to recast this film, I want you to recast it in each of the eras since. Oh. So, I want you to recast it 90s. Oh, boy. I want you to recast it in the early 2000s. Oh. Uh, and then now-ish.
1: I think they did recast this in the early 2000s. I feel like the movie Due Date was particularly oh. a kind of play on this theme. Who's in that? Uh, that's Zach Galifianakis as the John Candy lovable okay. loser, and was it Robert Downey Jr. Yes. as Steve Martin? Oh. No, I think Zach Galifianakis would be would be up there as a good lovable loser, but I don't know. I don't know. So he'd probably he... be your early two thousands. Yeah. casting. Yeah, I don't know if I'd keep Robert Downey Jr. necessarily. Not, not
2: kind of got the the softer touch that maybe the Neil Page Steve Martin character needs.
1: Yeah, Steve Martin a little bit warmer, a little yeah. bit more
2: homely. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, so for the '90s one, I'm going with Chris Farley and David Spade because of uh, the film I just talked about. Yeah. That's that's my '90s casting.
1: Anyone, you, you got any additions? Any other suggestions?
2: Think, I mean, Chris Farley is the perfect choice. Yes. Um, maybe I don't know <laughs> a Kevin Nealon. Is is that like two SNL again? Well, I guess David Spade SNL, but like yeah, because <laughs> Kevin Nealon I always think has got that soft, uh approachable kind of vibe whereas Mm -hmm. maybe David Spade is a little bit too snarky sometimes yep
0: anything for you Dan
1: could we do like you know I don't know if I can do this but could we do like an all-black version like you know like that that has been a thing you know where you do the you do
0: the you do the black version is that 90s though or is that more the now era
1: Oh, it's a bit of both. It's been happening for a while. Early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember uh, the the British comedy Death at a Funeral got a a Black American remake. All right. Um, So, if we're casting 2000s... If we're casting 2000s or late 90s, I, I would like to see... I'd like to see Adam Sandler, perhaps, as the... Oh, he'd have to be a Lovable Loser Wouldn't he No he would be, oh. He would actually be a Quite a good straight man actually. I think he could he be both yeah. I'm, I'm going He's straight man Straight man Adam wow. Sandler Wow And who am I putting As Lovable Loser Now I know this I know Adam Sandler's Not black by the way I've, I've, <laughs> I've diverted My to own one. attention Yeah we
0: went through Production choices And things You know Things got yeah. changed yeah. Oh
2: I don't know Lovable loser for early two thousands against Adam Sandler, straight man. You got a suggestion though? I've got a couple here. Yeah. So I think it could be Jack Black. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, good yeah. choice. Yeah. Going Very up against choice. Ben Stiller. Oh, I oh, could see that working. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I could That's see my two that thousands. Now the the now era, it's Rebel Wilson.
1: Oh, no. I, <laughs> or, I, she was in my mind as well. We're doing the female Because yeah, well, yeah. it's all
0: female ones now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebel <laughs> Wilson or Melissa McCarthy?
1: Oh, Melissa McCarthy, that's very 2010.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> as a, as a, a, going up against uh, Tina Fey.
1: Oh yeah. Or Tina Fey I think could do it. Yeah. Or the um who was the main actress in Bridesmaids? I could see her doing it. Um, Kirsten Wig? Wig. Kirsten Wig. Oh, I could see yeah. a Kirsten Wig Melissa McCarthy pairing. Yep. Yeah.
2: I mean hell you could even still you could do the classic Tina Fey Amy Poehler pairing. You know, like they've got excellent chemistry and I think that like Tina Fey could play the Well like, they the- kind of did that uh, I want to say it was like baby mama. Oh, yeah. And she plays like a surrogate
0: for her. Oh, wow. Uh, and she's the... Yeah, Amy Poel is like the slob that got knocked right. up and, and, and Tina Fey's trying to, like, adopt the child and bring her into a better life. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it, but that's the basic premise. Yeah. yeah.
1: What about a just a straight... Seinfeld remake of this with Jerry and Newman.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would Jerry have the heart for the like Neil Page? No, they're He's never so... bonding. No, in that they're version, bonding. they're never yeah, bonding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he will see Newman broken down, <laughs> crying in the train station, and he'll go. And take off <laughs> He had it coming and, yeah. there's, and there's
0: clearly like a scene of like Newman running after the car And Jerry like uh. looking in the revision mirror And like pretending you can't see <laughs> him <laughs> uh, Yeah. So
1: really.
2: what did you love about this as a kid? I think so I don't actually think I saw it as a kid I okay. was a bit older um, Maybe high school or just out And I think No, I actually it was high school or just out, because uh, I remember I had a like, larger-than-life, slob-loser kind of friend who in it's my... Not, it's not nice to talk about Dan like that. No, like, well, harsh, well that. I said, Come
1: I said well, I guess just out of high school, yeah. Clearly when we <laughs> met, that was very much where I was at
2: in life. I feel like we've played a few scenes which are exactly that as well. <laughs> but no, I had a friend in high school, um, great guy, but he would always be the guy that's, you know, pushing you to do a thing that you're like, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not interested in doing it. It's like, no, you got to do it. Just push, push, push until ultimately you do it and you go, I hate this. I hate everything about it. Um, Yeah, I, I think I just really connected with that dynamic because it was something from my life. And I was like, I'm the Steve Martin guy. here. <laughs> Does that yeah. make me a bad guy? I don't know. Like, I just... I want to live my life. Well, it
0: depends which way you look at it, really. Exactly, like, yeah. If, if you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone intentionally, or it's a yeah.
2: it's, it's, uh, um, forced thing, <laughs> like it's, it was for him. Yeah. But I, like, I look back at that as well, and I think, no, it, that was great. I have nothing but fond memories. And, like, yeah, I think, I think it's great to uh, yeah, be able to connect to it in that way. I just love the movie because I was like, this is from my life. <laughs> what about you, Dan?
1: I definitely discovered this just, like, happening across it on TV. Like, just, you know, that final era. Probably those final few years where you actually would ever watch a movie on (laughs) TV. And, you know, having heard of it, it's one of those ones where you've seen the poster in the VHS store a ton. And I like John Candy, but I've gone in with no expectations, which I think was key. And suddenly I'm like, oh, this film is really good like this is very funny and these two have this great dynamic and then yeah just really loved it and it probably yeah really cemented uh you know a bit of love for john candy and steve martin where do you where do do you fall on steve martin you said liked before uh you know uh, do you get around him much there's not a heap of things that he's done that
0: i've Really latched onto um, I am really enjoying uh, Only Murderers uh, in the Building Yeah mm-hmm. um, Is that the title? Only, Only Murderers in the oh, Building the mur- yeah. the, I get confused between the podcast Only Murderers is the podcast <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have really been enjoying that And I've enjoyed him in things But there hasn't been anything That I've really connected with him Except when I was a child, I thought it was hilarious that he had a big nose in one of his films. Roxanne? And I always was asking Dad, can we watch the film with the big nose that's not Pinocchio? Did you get to watch that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. That's Do you like a, it? That's not a kid's movie, though. No, it's it? not. But he
2: had a big nose. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a fair few sex scenes that got fast forwarded and things. Yeah, I'm, I've always been a Steve Martin guy. Um, what, what sold it for you? Sergeant Bilko. I fucking love Sergeant Bilko, like the movie based on the TV show. That's Phil pretty Hartman. late in his
1: premium era. It is.
2: I got to go to like a preview screening with my aunt and grandmother, like Ooh. a late night. Hello. Yeah, because my aunt worked as like a a publisher, promoter kind of things. So I was like, great. I got to see Sergeant Bilko and the Birdcage as a double feature. Wow. I was pretty young, I and think, I don't think I've seen either of those. Uh, I
1: well, I love Sergeant Bilko. I think it's a great movie. Uh. But I uh, know. See, there's... I remember loving it at the time. I do. Not, in my mind, I think that movie would not stand up. Really? Yeah, I, I couldn't base that on anything. Just my uh... gut feeling would be I wouldn't ever recommend it to anyone. Well, do, I, have do you watched I... this? Is this a rewatchable
2: for you? Yeah, definitely. I've probably I would say I've, I watch it maybe once every five years ish <laughs> since it came out. Yeah, That's okay. Not too frequent. But... What about you, Dan?
1: Uh my parents liked a bit of Steve Martin, I think, like Father of the Bride. Um, there was one with Goldie Horn called, like, The House Sitter or okay. uh, House Warming. Yeah, it was called House Sitter where he plays... He, he does play a lot of the same types, right? Sort of, like, uptight, you know, run-of-the-mill, yeah. proud American man who <laughs> finds himself in hijinks and all the people <laughs> are frustrating him. Kind of like an earlier... Uh, saner Larry David, in a way. You know? like yeah. he, He's not often, you know, in those a lot of those films, he's not often the one doing all of the provocation. He's the one being provoked. Yeah. Um,
2: I remember there were a bunch of, like, some friends in high school who were like, so it would always kind of compare Steve Martin to Leslie Nielsen. I feel like that happened. Oh, Looks wise, they're similar. I think Absolutely. It's, it's Looks wise, but also, you know, just. Older men in comedy, right? They're very different, though. So different, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I still come across that, you know. Oh, how are these two? Like, which one are you, kind of thing? I feel you, like you had a very interesting, like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was the fun conversation <laughs> that you had
0: in high school. Like, which one are you out of these two old <laughs> white, white
1: guys? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this film, Planes, Trains, is probably where he fully rose to like megastar status. Mm. Like, I was looking at his filmography. Before this, you've got Three Amigos, which yeah. was spotty. Uh, you've got The Jerk, I think, was a big one. I, I like The Jerk. That's a good one. But name. there's a lot on there that I don't really know that hasn't sort of, you know, transcended yeah. time and space and stayed in pop culture. And particularly, but after, you've was got Dirty S- Ron Scoundrels, Parenthood, uh, Father of the Bride, House Sitter, Leap of Faith, uh, Sergeant Bilko... Bowfinger, uh, you know, I reckon this sort of seems to launch him to that next level where he's a real household. Hey, it's a Steve Martin film. Let's go see it, everyone.
0: I think as well, particularly for us in Australia, who de- didn't have access to Saturday Night Live and didn't know him on a
2: weekly basis on the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's
1: that. That would be fair too. Definitely.
2: When did Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid come out? Oh, that's like that's a uh, great movie. Was that before early
1: eighties? I think wow. nineteen eighty-two. Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay, because that makes sense. Because in that, he's not playing that sort of down-and-out dad. He's a private detective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah a and different. and yeah. transition he had an- to <laughs> yeah. full-time Hollywood
1: father.
0: Uh, can I throw it out there? The most missed opportunity for this whole film. Right at the beginning. If this is a John Hughes film, why are we not extending the John Hughes universe and having that guy that's on the announcements <laughs> at the airport... And you will notice that he's the the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he does like uh, yeah. paging, blah blah blah. Page, like, how did he not do paging Bueller, Bueller, Bueller? Like, missed opportunity. That would have been perfect. That would have that would have bumped me up a, a couple of points. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a John Hughes
1: verse. Yes, it would yeah. have been awesome.
0: Yeah,
2: That's good. I thought you were going to bring up Kevin Bacon as the guy that he's racing to the cab in New yes. York City. Good old Kevin Bacon appearance. That's so good. That's <laughs>
1: got to be one of his first yeah, things, it'd right? Yeah, it be early for sure, yeah. yeah. All right, so we talked a bit about Steve Martin. Uh, we we'll probably have to talk a bit about John Candy too. Yeah. Like, And I know we're not really discussing the movie or the plot points as we normally do, but it, in so many ways the movie is the two of them. Yeah. Like, It is their chemistry and it's, their performances. it's not heaps
0: of plot either. It's really no. just a, <laughs> a series of unfortunate events.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. What a... John Hughes obviously loved John Candy. Those two have the relationship through uh, planes, trains, Uncle Buck, uh, Home Alone. Yeah, um, yeah. Where do you guys fall on John Candy? Did you get into John Candy as a kid? Did you see him as a sort of a lovable? Did you subscribe to the John Candy verse? I
0: popped. I, I think my first John Candy introduction was Cool Runnings. Oh yeah,
1: and loved him in that, which was huge for like I think yeah. Cool Runnings. Has to be its biggest market has to be Australia. Yeah. Like it just <laughs> Not played it. I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't think any country in the world has embraced cool runnings the way Australians embraced it I, in I that I feel era. like
0: Jamaica might have I don't know Enjoyed it at least I don't know man
1: It was on TV Every six months Every school Was playing it It Because it's G rated And they can Play it in their classrooms Uh,
0: And I of course Saw him in uh, Uncle Buck as well So like I I feel like I I knew him Um,
2: And again He was another one That I liked But didn't Run to Yeah And because like uh, I, I was never a huge John Candy guy I think he's fantastic I think he's Super funny I love him like popping up in blues brothers at the end and you know everything that he does i've always enjoyed but i was never yeah never a john candy guy which is weird
1: (laughs) yeah and there's actually not that many john candy films i could name like if you put a gun to my head and say you know give me five we probably just have get to five we probably just have named all the ones yeah Yeah, like that's that's about it I, i remember seeing one called like who shot Harry Crumb or something like that or who killed Harry Crumb or oh, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't remember it being that good I did see his last film Canadian Bacon the one that he I think he might have even died during, during the production yeah. of and it was pretty tragic but yeah like it, he seems like this this huge comedy figure and, and you know but seems to have left behind a relatively small you know uh, chunk of films where he is the, the main star and yeah. even in Home Alone he's only Oh yeah. Like a, a bit player. Yeah, yeah, it's not his film. No, yeah. no. But Uncle Buck. Oh, that's his film. That's him. That's a good film. He is that's a very good film. Uncle. John Hughes? John Hughes. What's uh Eden, what's your what Pancake. are your top three? Oh, okay. <laughs> top three what? John Hughes films. John Hughes films, all right. Do you want do you need to hear some titles? Sure. Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, uh National Lampoons Vacation. Um, weird science. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Planes, trains, the great outdoors. Uncle Buck. Home Alone. How,
0: how do we put any of these in order? Like Curly <laughs>
1: Sue. <laughs> well,
2: I, th- I think I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Um, uh, top three. I've got Ferris Bueller in there. I've got. I go, I'm going to go Weird Science. Oh, I think okay. I could do it. I uh, think I could do it. I, I, I'm, I'm tossing up between a few. I, I'm going to go Weird Science. <laughs> I really like Weird Science. Did you ever watch the TV version Yeah, of that it was a great I show. I really liked it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was excellent. And number one, Playing strange and Automobiles for me. Uh, so I'm going, in
0: no particular order, just these three, Ferris Bueller, Home Alone, and Breakfast Club, I think.
1: Okay, I'm going Breakfast Club, Uncle Buck, Home Alone. Yeah. We covered a lot there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a prolific, uh, prolific figure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, do you think Gets, gets his Jews? I think so. I think that people know
2: that he is, well, he was an incredible filmmaker. I think he did.
0: And then I think he's very quickly fading now. As we look back on those films, there's not heaps of diversity. And that's I think true. that's that's what's really holding strong to films these days is does it have something for everyone? And if you look mm-hmm. back on Breakfast Club, like they're all yeah. privileged white kids, really, you know, and, and and all of those films, whether it be Home Alone, whether it be Sixteen Candles, all of them, they're pretty white. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Sixteen Candles is that the one with the the um, Japanese guy that falls from the trees and. It says Kamikaze. Like I watched one of his recently. No, maybe it was like uh, Sixteen Candles. Was it or Pretty Pretty in Pink? Pink Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I watched Pretty in Pink's a bit. It's one of the John Hughes ones with Molly Ringwald, and she has this like foreign exchange student living in her house. His name is Dong of all things, (laughs) and it's just so. (laughs) He said Dong. (laughs) (laughs) Like you watch it back, and you just. You, you just cringe? Like, the movie no, around wait, wait, it wait, is wait, good.
0: Wait, I miss Vacation. No, I need to uh, have Vacation yeah. on my list. <laughs> no,
1: that's not even
2: that good. Yes, uh, Vacation that's... is classic. I like, I like them. <laughs> top three? I don't know about top three.
0: but I'm not talking about the new remake, Vacation. I'm talking about the <laughs> r- original, obviously, but... I'm just looking. You didn't even name Beethoven as well. Right. Sorry. Oh, I've, I've, Beethoven's we're a good not movie. Top three in Beethoven, <laughs> no, I'm we? Charles Grodin. I know. It's not It's not top three. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I've sidetracked. My
1: apologies. <laughs> no, anyway. So, yeah, yeah, some of it doesn't hold up. It is very much, you know, yeah. of its era. Yeah. Middle America, 1980s. Yeah. A lot of things you can laugh at that you wouldn't laugh at now. But okay, a very clever writer. Like, yeah. um,. Certainly, all of his films have a sort of emotional heft at some point, don't mm. they?
2: I think that's what elevates all of his movies above just, like, comedies. They are comedies, obviously. They're super funny, but there's always something else to them.
1: It's. I think it's when you're watching John Candy in this, of all the things he does, and there's a few moments where he really just draws out this this real sadness mm. as you sort of see beneath the surface of this lovable lug shower curtain man who's always up always positive always you actually see you know like he's inside he's actually a very you know sad lonely individual and and you see that come to the surface where i think it's such a shame that john candy died so young i i feel like he would have been absolutely uh, capable of making some amazing dramatic films, you know, that, that sort of Bill Murray turn where he went yeah. from straight comedy guy to lost in translation and things like that. I think John Candy would have absolutely had an amazing run of, yeah, in, in film and TV. But uh,
0: the, yeah. the slight twist at the end, I
2: don't want to call it a twist because I saw it coming. Did you? I was going to ask actually about that. Yeah, like you saw that on its way. Yeah, I think most people. Do? i don't know well the only i probably went bigger
0: with the twist i was like i kind of went oh she never existed he's made her up oh, yeah. that was the only thing that i was like like i kind of just went further with
1: it no i agree with you that's 100% what i thought too right. first time that i was like oh he just this is a lie yeah absolutely yeah i,
0: I thought it was a figment of imagination or, or something like that yeah. i didn't
2: pick that it if, was just that small really if he ha- if if the character has made up his wife does that almost become like cable guy territory yeah. where like the, he, he almost becomes a bit more villainous. Delusional. Yeah, yeah. Like, or a bit more scary as a character. Yeah. Whereas the fact that it is true means that we can still kind of go sad guy. <laughs> yeah. Come over <laughs> for some Turkey on Christmas. Yeah. or Thanksgiving,
0: you
1: know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, first moment that, uh, John Candy gives that beautiful monologue in the hotel room. So, like, they're staying in the same room together. Uh, Steve Martin's just had a big old rant against him about his anecdotes. <laughs> his anecdotes. Have a point at some point, <laughs> anyway. You've
1: got to be discriminating.
2: <laughs> you pick something that's interesting or mildly amusing. <laughs> But is,
0: it, I- is it just me that I had somebody in mind when he's doing that <laughs> rant? I was like, oh, I know, <laughs> I know who he's talking about. I've got one of those in my life.
1: Again, guys, I'm right in the room. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is real beat up and band time. But
2: then yeah, John Candy responds just, you know, like, You want to hurt me? Go ahead. And there's like that first moment where you actually see the the other side of John Candy's character beyond just, you know, um, I'm annoying. My customers love me because
1: I'm real. Yeah. um, yeah.
2: Ah, It's so good. It just opens the door to like nuance in the movie
1: there are lots of times in the film where del you, you really <laughs> just like oh my god he's so like frustrating like you actually are sort of on team steve but yeah. then john, Hay- john, john candy has these little puppy dog eyes and he he's so good at playing the wounded little doggy and you're like oh you can't be mad at him he's just doing his best yeah
2: and i love that in the moment in the, the moments where Uh, Steve Martin and John Candy kind of break up and they're on their own. Steve Martin becomes a worse person. Like, that's when he does the big, you know, fuck monologue. That is is incredible. I was very shocked. I was was like, oh, 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 heavens to Betsy, we have
0: not had any profanities like this the whole way through. And then all of a sudden...
1: Incredible. Yeah, and if most of your exposure to Steve Martin is like (laughs) father of the bride and stuff like that, like you know, a big F-bomb monologue's pretty out there. Yeah. And
2: the like the obviously played beautifully with the opposite side of the lady just sort of on the phone initially, laughing, kind of rubbing it in that she's happy (laughs) and he isn't.
1: And and it's she's just, she's literally talking about her Thanksgiving yeah. and the food and you know, yeah, it's great, so good. And, and then when she turns at the end, yeah. <laughs> says it back to him. Yeah, yeah.
2: incredible. Yeah, it, it, how Steve Martin becomes like a worse person when John Candy's not around, but then when they're together,
1: he is a better person.
0: Yeah, just, just like he's pulling just. it all together. He's trying yeah. his hardest yeah. to just get
1: through. Oh, I want to make one more comment on, on Steve Munn. Does he have a signature run? I'm looking at it. You know, he runs and he sort of runs with his whole body and there's a lot of movement for not a lot of speed or momentum. And I feel like, I think he does this in a lot of movies.
2: That's a good point. I think, yeah, you could be right. I think he does the same thing in, like, Three Amigos, maybe, like, because he's an actor being an idiot. Yeah, like, well, you know. he's
0: he's very tall, and, and so yeah. he's got long limbs and things. Like, I think that plays into the physicality of him as a comedic
1: actor. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think he's got a signature run.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I had the time and inclination, I'd make a little <laughs> a YouTube montage of Steve Martin runs, and I think it would be very enjoyable. You guys
0: can imagine that for yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. you can add it to his Wikipedia page. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the inclination to do that. <laughs> but. Any final thoughts, or is it time to score this bad boy?
0: Uh, no, I've got nothing else. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I
2: think I'm good. Ooh.
1: Nothing podcast listeners like more than dead air. Are
2: you going to leave all that in? <laughs> I might. Okay. Well,
0: let's uh, let's uh, throw out some ratings then and, and get to it.
1: We will return after these messages.
2: Australian Airlines than ever before.
0: Because our new flight deck lounges are simply first class.
2: Because our customer services program means that we know what
1: you want. So, if you haven't changed to Australian yet, you should see us now. Oh, you should see us It is time to recommend some things—things things that we've been enjoying, things that have been filling the dull hours in our lives, and keeping the thoughts of "what is my life" at bay. Uh, what's been keeping the dark thoughts away for you this week, Aiden? <laughs> uh, I
0: have just come across this new show that is making me like actually laugh out loud. Like, do you know how rare that is in a TV show? That you sit on your couch on your own and I'm laughing out loud. On your own is rare. Yeah, Kunk on Earth. <laughs>
2: Have you watched this? Have you heard of this?
1: I've heard whispers.
2: I have watched a lot of kunk. I loved it.
0: So <laughs> well, it's I've es- always
1: known you as a cunk, man. I'm a cunk guy. It's,
0: it's essentially um, she is doing a doc. Th- this woman, um, I want to say her name is like Philomena. Phil- Philomena kunk. Kunk. kunk, And she's doing a documentary about the world and she interviews all different people. Think Borat, sort of questioning of real people and she's asking real stupid questions and they are taking it very seriously
1: yeah i i recognize the well, she's british right yeah british sort of she's in Ricky Gervais. she's the woman that works in the newspaper office yes yes
0: and and this is not her either she is playing a character it's yeah. it's not her real name um but like Really funny. If you want to laugh um, and you like sort of mockumentary sort of Christopher Guest type m- films, I would go with this. Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm, I'm impressed that you just pulled off Christopher Guest so effortlessly. <laughs> do, you? do you have his name written on the palm of your hand? <laughs> no, I've, I'm
0: a big fan. I've watched Best in Show and Mascots I'd, and... Okay, this is uncharted territory. You are a fan of A Mighty Wind? Don't try to put me in this box. Yeah, I loved yeah, Mighty Wind. Mighty
2: Wind is a good
1: one. Yeah, I mean, it is no, a good no. one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Look at you two. You two are uh, finding lots of little it's friends. A new, it's a new era. I'm still <laughs> grossly disturbed by it. Uh, Eden, uh, what have you been filling the meaningless hours of your life with? Uh, meaningless, definitely. Uh, this
2: show, it's another comedy. It's an Australian comedy. Uh, it is Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. I haven't Australian watched it comedy. Yet. Australian comedy, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's just so. Uh, delightfully absurdist and uh, sketchy. It's great. Did you like their last one, Um, Big Old House of Fun? I did like their last one, yeah. okay, one. Good, yeah. good, good, <laughs> and, good, good. And I think this one probably steps it up a notch again. Like, it's not a Netflix show. It doesn't feel maybe quite as polished as uh, the one produced by Egg Helms. But this one... Oh, this one is great. It's, if it was very Melbourne. <laughs> I know Tony Martin um, has done some of the
0: writing on the show and yeah. it makes a couple of appearances. Um, So I'm looking forward to just simply for the fact
2: he's on TV again. You yeah. Know. Oh, it's fantastic. Watch it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Did you get many tags on Instagram in the Batuta Advocates post about the... New Auntie Donna show? Oh, I,
2: no, I didn't.
1: Oh, the headline says: Improv guy who randomly makes weird noises reportedly quite keen for new Auntie Donna TV show.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Patoota's done it again. Yeah,
2: there you got me. <laughs> uh, what do you good. got?
0: What do you got, Dan? What's um? What's keeping the dark I'm, thoughts away for you?
1: Well, I've been keeping my dark thoughts away with uh, Word on Page recently. Um. Not nothing new. Uh, it's, who, does anyone read new books? Uh, books have to be old. I don't know why that is. <laughs> uh, you know. Anyway, occasionally you might. But I've been reading uh, Anthony Bourdain's uh, Kitchen Confidential. It's the, the. I think it's the book that sort of catapulted him into the the stratosphere and it's incredible so i i think on this podcast last year i recommended the bear which was this new uh, cooking show and you can see that the bear uh, the the writers of the bear i'm sure they've read kitchen confidentialist source material and some inspiration uh and it's great he sort of details his journey uh from a young fella uh, you know, spending summers in France and discovering uh, weird food and just basically annoying his parents by liking oysters and things like that, <laughs> to, yeah, like his journey through grimy, awful uh, kitchens, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, you know, somewhere uh, near the top. And I don't think he ever thinks he's a great chef or anything, but he sort of became famous as a great personality who could, you know, cook. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great read. I, I, I burned through it. I, I don't love nonfiction books in general, yeah. but I did love this one. Mm.
0: There you go. Check it all out, everyone. Let us know what you think.
1: Alright, time to put some numbers to this film. iPhone test. Let's start with you, Aiden. You're the first timer. Let's get your numbers first. Um,
0: yeah, I thought it held up pretty well. It does get kind of slow at certain parts though, and that's the era of that you know, an eighties film. So I'd give it a three and a half.
2: I'm going five whoa I, full attention whoa full attention yeah now so I watched it so I watched Planes, Trains and Automobiles probably three months ago um, because I wanted to show uh, you know Kirstie and I were talking and we were talking about the bed scene so I was like let's just put it on we watched it up to that scene we watched the whole thing foam was down for both of us it's a gripping film and then when I had to re-watch it for the podcast I probably could didn't need to re-watch it I could remember what what's going on decided to rewatch but it but you're committed I, yeah i am committed damn it <laughs> and i watched <laughs> every minute of it no phone that's a five for me wow i love it
1: that's impressive um yeah i'm gonna give it a three and a half two it is that era where there's a lot of space in the films, yeah. I feel like if you if you were to remake the film like we discussed, you you probably cram in another three or four vignettes, I <laughs> yeah. think, and then <laughs> trim it down a bit. So three and a half for me. Cultural significance, Aiden.
0: Again, I'm going to give it three and a half. Um, I think two iconic actors, uh, but there were no like things that I was like, oh, that's from this film. Like I was expecting a big quote. I was expecting uh, something that I was like, oh, that's from this. And while the Actual essence,
1: the structure, and the, the structure plotting. and things
0: had been had been done many times since there was no real pinpoint. Ah, oh, that's this. Hmm. I, I I agree with
1: that, and yeah, like I was. Did I, you I, give me a number? Oh, yeah, three and a half. Oh, three and a half. I said it right at the beginning. You oh, listening. sorry, I tuned out <laughs> <laughs> right at the beginning. I, I normally go blank for twenty seconds, and then I just tune back in for the numbers. Oh, his mouth has
2: stopped <laughs> moving. Okay, it must be time to move it along. <laughs> but no, I agree. Like it's. Yeah, two iconic actors, iconic director. Um, I it, it, I know that I've seen a lot of the vignettes parodied in, like, Family Guy and stuff like that. Um, I, I think I'm giving it a four for cultural significance. The reason it's not a five is, yeah, there's not more mm. familiar yeah the quote where's the, what's the famous quote what's the famous bit that everyone would go oh that's playing strange and automobiles even if they haven't seen the movie
0: and if you asked an average joe on the street like name a john hughes film i think that you would name ferris bueller and you would name uh, home alone, home alone yeah. before this one it's not to say that that would be everyone's favorites but they would just know those as john hughes films first yeah
1: I have heard though that this is a big Thanksgiving film in America. So around Thanksgiving, if you're watching a film, you're watching this. So I think I, which
2: we don't have, it yet. may
1: have a little bit more cultural relevance because it has that yearly rewatchability. I got like sp- a Home Alone. I got to
2: spend 2019 Thanksgiving in Chicago, and I was continually connecting it with planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. It was a beautiful experience. There you <laughs> go.
1: That's an, a good American. I, I want to bring that American uh, holiday over. I just want to. That's opportunity a good one. Feast. Yep. And I don't mind being thankful occasionally. Yeah. I think it's the best one. And we miss out. All right, time to change that. I'm also going to give it a four. I think it's, uh, yeah, it it probably is a little bit missed because it doesn't seem signature John Hughes. When you think John Hughes, you think teen comedies, Home Alone. But... When you think John Candy, Steve Martin, this has got to be pretty close to the pinnacle of their careers and they're two significant figures. Returnability, Aiden, would you uh, come back for planes, trains, and more automobiles? Um, I'd drop it down a bit for this. is probably the
0: one area that I was like, I don't really need to watch it again. I'd, I'd seen it. I enjoyed it. But there
2: was, like I said, it was like, not love. So I'd probably give it a two for this. Oof. That's a five from me. I've watched it twice this year so far. <laughs> yeah.
1: Within three months. <laughs> Within
2: three months. With wholehearted and, devotion. And yeah, complete attention.
1: Yeah, I think it's a four. I have watched this, this. is probably my fourth or fifth viewing. I've introduced it to Ash and other people. And yeah, I, I think it's a great film. Uh, very funny. Very re- rewatchable. Partner friendliness. One for the old uh, missus.
0: I was wondering where you were going to go with the end of that sentence.
1: <laughs> the, the old, old bull and chain, chain. <laughs> The old uh, trouble
0: and strife. I think it's a solid three and a half again. I, I'm sort of sticking to that for a lot of these categories. I think it's fun, um, but there's not heaps of female representation. There's no love story, um, but it is a fun
2: film that there's no reason a, a partner wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, I again completely agree. I'm going to go four though. Uh, but yeah, no real female agency but again i'm trying to figure out what's that partner score there <laughs> like it doesn't pass the bechdel test where it has two women talking about like something unrelated to men and relationships <laughs> i feel like we need to pause on that explain
0: oh, yeah. that a little bit more for the average oh, person. oh
2: damn i'm the worst person in the world to explain it. okay no so essentially it's yeah it's 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 a test for movies and tv shows um if it passes like, if it sort of shows women away from men Having a conversation that isn't about men or relationships. I feel like not a lot passes that test. So yeah, you're right. Two
0: females on screen and they're having a conversation, and it can't be to do with guys.
2: Yeah, or their relationship, or yeah, yeah, anything like that. Oh, that's not many films. That's not many TV shows. Yeah,
1: it's that's a problem. That is a problem,
0: (laughs) especially for. David Beckham or whoever that guy was. <laughs>
1: but not for my partner was be- was who rails Dave- against movies that have two women talking about things not related <laughs> to their partners. And so I'm going to give this a high partner-friendly score of four. Hey. And I think they're going to be some healthy, chunky little numbers. Let's see where they land in a minute. gas. Its price keeps jumping higher and higher. Just when we need it... Datsun saves again with 16 new models. 16 that run on low-price regular gas. Choose your Datsun and save your money.
2: Put your money in the bank, not in the tank. Buy a Datsun. Datsun. We are
1: dead. To save you money, it's a big score. A very large score. Oh. As large as Dell's heart. Oh. <laughs> With 46 points. Oh! Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is now our number one top ranked <laughs> film, knocking off Groundhog Day oh. by 0. 0.6 of a point. Whoa! Wow. Okay, I, I had a feeling those numbers were those big. Like we, there was one score below
0: three and a half. Do you both enjoy this more than Groundhog Day? I
2: think because
0: I'm I'm a Groundhog Day man myself. I love Groundhog Day.
2: I think I do enjoy Planes, Trains, and automobiles over it though. Interesting. I think As, by they're by point very six. similar. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I I would not be offended at either being slightly uh, over ranked by the other.
0: Yeah. Mm, interesting. I reckon um Grandhog Day didn't rate well if I remember correctly on the partner friendly because it is generally sexist. Mm yeah maybe. I reckon that knocked it down a yeah. bit if I Maybe know. we've
1: all watched it so many times the <laughs> iPhone test just isn't there either, you know, like <laughs> I feel like that that one was on total <laughs> six month replay. That's true. For like <laughs> 7 years <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Number wow. one, planes, trains, and all you automobiles. You told me this is a 10 out of 10 for you I'd on IMDB. Yep, so you must feel very satisfied. I feel
2: vindicated, yeah, yeah. after my Blade Runner hat. Happenings. And we and this is
1: how I think you'll like this series. You liked it. I liked
0: it. I'm yeah. glad we watched it. I'm I'm happy with this. Uh, I'm this glad one. you yeah. liked it
1: as
2: well. I'm
0: not happy. It's number one, but <laughs> <laughs> but I but I'm I'm happy that I got to tick something off my list that I
2: had wanted to get to at some point. What's what's number three at the moment? The you?
1: Shining is now number so- three.
2: Is Groundhog Day an 80s movie or is that early 90s? 90s. That's no, 91 okay. or 92, yeah, I want to say. Yeah, that's early 90s for it's sure. A similar era, though, there for the top three. All yeah. films.
1: And then. Yeah. Uh, the number four is um, Tootsie. Oh man, we've got a type, don't we? Yeah, they, like well, because I think partner friendliness <laughs> Wait <a> always. <laughs> it's,
0: it's interesting that you would bring up. Oh, we've got a type after we just went with a film about cross dressing.
1: Dotsy's <laughs> a great movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. <laughs> But yeah, comedies will do well in our scoring system, I think, because mm. of the partner friendliness that will always slightly inflate a comedy score. But there's other things in our top ten, like Die Hard, uh, The Warriors is in our top ten, Professional Wrestling <laughs> is in our top ten. Uh, so yeah, it's not, it's not hard, all comedy. Die Hard and Warriors era,
2: pretty similar. Oh, well, eh? Warriors, no. Warriors 70s? would be 70s, I okay, think. Yeah,
1: Oh, yeah, not? that's probably the, uh, the oldest thing, uh, just about in our top 10, I think and maybe North by Northwest was near the top 10 at one stage, but that might've been knocked down a few pegs recently. Yeah. So Aiden.
0: Oh, it was that old film. I was, start- I was going through my i like, what was North by North?
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The spy, the old. You were yeah. thinking about Kanye West I- and his kids, weren't you? You're like, what are they on about?
0: So confused. <laughs> Aidan, what do you think I am going to like? Alright, so I've been thinking about this and I've sort of wedged in... We've never done an animated movie and I love animated films. I love um, Disney in the 80s and 90s is my thing. I don't love them, so... This is going to have to be pretty good. Well, okay, Aiden thinks you will like it. I do think you would like this. It is an underrated Disney film. It's not one of the big ones that everyone, you know, it's not your Aladdin and Lion King and uh-huh. Little Mermaid and stuff. This was a smaller but still theatrically uh, the- 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 No, no, no. no uh, <laughs> theatrically. Theatrical release. Still a theatrical release. A goofy movie. <laughs>
1: Okay, (laughs) hear me out. Wait, really? Hear me out. (laughs) Are you sure that was released in cinemas? It was released. That sounds like the definition of straight to VHS. I thought the Goofy
2: movie was like three episodes of the Goofy show they just crammed together. (laughs) No, no, it was released in cinemas. No no way. The follow-up, a extreme Goofy movie, was straight to
0: DVD. But this is was released in cinemas. It is a beautiful film about a father and son relationship, and his him as dad, the most goofy, daggy person in the world trying to connect with his teenage son that doesn't want a bar of him and they try and bond over camping, and it doesn't work. And the- he's into the latest pop star, which is like a goofy version of Michael Jackson sort of thing. And they go on this cross-country adventure. Oh, it's A little a bit like Planes, point.
1: Trains and Automobiles. A bit, a,
0: a bit of a vignettes across America sort of vibe. There's definitely elements to it. Um, I genuinely think you'll, if you're open to it, you will enjoy this.
1: Do you think Eden will enjoy it
0: too, or yeah. just me? Uh, Eden was born as a 40 year old man so i just
2: i just don't know about it so, so maybe i don't
0: know no but i think i think the parenting in you okay. the, the parenting side of you you'll uh-huh. like i've watched this as a kid and then i watched it as an adult like not that long ago like maybe a year ago with my two sons and i was in tears watching it as relating to the Goofy character as opposed to the Max, his son character. And I, I was just, I was so beautiful. And De- at, right at the end of the, um, I'm spoiling next <laughs> next episode, but right at the end of the film, uh, Jethro looks over at me. and He's like, why are you crying, dad? And I'm like, "Wow, it's a beautiful film. Just shut up. Shut up.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow, man. I, I hate raw human emotions. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> You'll love it. All right, well, that's let's see. the goof, A Goofy? A, the Goofy or A Goofy? A Goofy movie. A not to be goofy.
0: confused with an extreme Goofy movie, okay. the straight-to-DVD sequel, which is not as good. Okay. okay Not as good, but still good?
1: That's still watchable, yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. Well, look, I'm going to try to go in with an open mind, and, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's see if I do, in fact, like A Goofy movie Just edit- next time.
0: Just edit point. Who's the guy that's in? Oh, that's it. Right, right.
1: <laughs> would it sell it more for you
0: if I said Polly Shaw's in it? <laughs> <laughs> would it? Would At it one sell? One point it. in my life. Yeah. Yes, I don't know
1: if it does in twenty twenty three. okay, okay.
0: Ignore that. Just go into it like you said with an <laughs> open
1: mind. <laughs> uh, All right. Thanks for listening.